What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Brunch Breakdown. Yo, we here. Brunchies, baby. What the heck was that? It's the best episode of the season. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Brunchies 2016, the uh, the year-end awards. Yes. I've yeah, been waiting for these since July. Since the mid-year Brunchies, since I've been waiting. Since the mid-year Brunchies, right. For the year-end we, Brunchies. And we've expanded some categories, added a few... And obviously, we're looking at the whole year now, so we'll have some repeat winners and some some new additions that we've discovered over the last five, six months as well. So this is going to be, I think, uh, there's going to be a couple of debates in this one. We're clearly not all going to agree on all three of these, but that's why we're here. That's what brunch is all about. It's just a nice discussion amongst friends about things that we don't agree with of each other. Oh, I totally thought you were going to make a food reference there. I was mm. ready for it. Like, not we that, all just be- make, make, you become friends in the pot and the food comes together. I should have. I wasn't that on point for it today. I really should have. That was way too easy. Way too easy. Just like, just like a, a mixed drink where somebody's just... It's like the A to Z, like we created earlier this year. Oh, we yeah. all just bring something different to the table, and in the end, it's just a delici- delicious mixture of... Zima. Of Zima. <laughs> <laughs> the Zima concoction that is the brunch breakdown. Hashtag lunch bunch. Oh. Yeah, lunch bunch, man. Right, Chris? Oh, yeah, yeah Chris I didn't tell Dee about this. I told Dan on the Chris and Dan podcast, my sister has this thing. Uh, she's a teacher at work. Like They do... Uh, they, at, at lunch, like, they get groups of kids to have lunch together, and they call it the Lunch Bunch. Okay. And I was like, that is totally the sister podcast to the Brunch Breakdown. It really is. Like, wow. Right? Wow. It's the female version, where it's three female hosts, mm-hmm. and it's the Lunch Bunch. So, we'll end the year by suggesting, if anybody out there is listening, if you're a lady, and you have some lady friends you want to podcast <laughs> with, let's start this empire. Let's, let's get do it going. It. Let's do it. Let's do it. Lunch send bunch. us uh, send us your tapes, and uh, we'll make a selection as who as who will be the uh, sister station, the sister episode, the uh, sister podcast of the Brunch Breakdown as the Lunch Bunch. Lunch Bunch. Who there you go. Want and then that? we'll have some and who merged episodes. We have a merged episode from here and there, like <laughs> like does? the year end brunchies would be merged with the lunch brunch. Lunch bunch. I can't even easy. say easy. Easy now. It's not <laughs> the lunch brunch. brunch. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know, bunch. wherever you are in this world. Uh, what's our email address? Thebrunchbreakdown at gmail.com. <laughs> Thebrunchbreakdown at gmail.com. Yeah. Also on uh, Twitter, which Chris will run down for you. But uh, slide into our DMs. Let you know, Let us know if there's three ladies out there that want to be the hashtag lunch bunch. We'll be happy to uh, build the empire, as you said there nicely, Chris. I feel like Dan is looking for a date. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if that's what results in it, then, you know, everybody wins. But uh... He's like, here's my phone number. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you never know what kind of magic is out there. You're right. You are right. But it's more about the business empire, and then that's just, you know, wait and see. There it is. Well, so. uh, how about we run through what's going on today? Let's do that it. That sounds like a great idea. Okay, so this is uh, Brunchies 2016. Not the mid-year Brunchies. The, the end of year final say on who actually does walk away with a Brunchie. Our mm-hmm. uh, categories for the episode... Uh, best brunch of the year, album of the year, song of the year, Kanye moment of the year, movie of the year, best TV show, team of the year, athlete of the year, and then some uh, more unique ones. Most annoying thing about 2016, the celebrity that we'll miss the most, um, 
a personal favorite of mine, the Time Person of the Year presented to you and sponsored by The Brunch Breakdown. <laughs> and The Lunch Bunch. <laughs> the Lunch Bunch. Um, favorite viral video meme challenge. Uh, most memorable moment, moments of 2016, whether it be in news, sports, personal, anything. Uh, also, what we're looking forward to in 2017. Maybe some predictions. And then we're going to get into our New Year's resolutions if we have them. Um, but quickly, Dan, Didi, before we do. Yes. What? Uh, before we do anything. We what, have Chris? to inform the people of the things. And those things are that uh, you should subscribe to this podcast. So you can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud by searching for The Brunch Breakdown. Uh, hit subscribe. You'll get every single one of our episodes the minute they are released. Uh, what a time to be alive. Also, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram with the handle at Brunch Breakdown. Uh, mm-hmm. Additionally, Dan is on Twitter at SteelCityDan22. Didi is on Twitter at DidiIsBoard. And I am on Twitter at Chris underscore gates uh the time has come gentlemen the time has come will smith has finished singing his song and now uh now now it's time <laughs> to to get down to the nitty-gritty and uh hand out some awards let's do it ladies and gentlemen we present to you the 2016 brunchy awards We get started as we get started. Thank you for that rolling music right there. Listen to that. Listen to that. It's official. It's official. Let's dive in. The first award of the night, which lines up to be, of course, the reason we're here to begin with best brunch of the year. Now, this one obviously a personal take where we both, we each of us has had our best brunch of the year. Really, no arguing on this one, so we kind of get it out of the way. Let's get it started with Chris Gates. Chris, what was your best brunch of the year? I would love to share that with you. It's one that I talked about uh, in detail on a previous episode all the way back in May, I believe it was. Uh, Whoa. Got to go down to the uh, great state of Texas for a wedding uh, for a friend of ours. And uh, the brunch is bigger in Texas. Uh, I can confirm that. Wow. Okay. Uh, Yoke, the restaurant Yoke in Fort Worth, Texas. By far, the best brunch I've had in 2016. Uh, I went there three straight days and got the same thing three straight times. Their wow. meat lovers breakfast omelet. Uh, fantastic. Kudos to you, Yoke, in Fort Worth, Texas. You get my brunchy for best brunch of the year. What were all the meats? Uh, bacon, uh, sausage. Chorizo. Had to be chorizo. It's possible. You're in Texas, um, yeah. <laughs> It was just like any breakfast meat that you could think of That's thrown into. Up. The omelet was like probably the size of my laptop. Like it was huge. Oh, man. Now let me ask you. You went. You got the same thing three days in a row because you knew it was good, but you yeah. didn't feel risky enough to say this place has the best brunch probably I've had of the year. Let's dive into something else and see if it's just as good. You just you just went straight with what you know is good, kind of like why you go to Applebee's. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, I, Hey, you know, lucky for me, I stumbled into the right thing the first time I went there. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, why, why mess with a good thing, really? So I just, uh, I just went for it, man. Okay. Okay. No beef good here. Stuff. But no there, beef. May, there was beef in the omelet. <laughs> oh! <Ew. laughs> All right, let's, we're going to go around the table. Here's what we're going to do. I just thought, I just realized this now. We start with Chris on this one. We'll each start. 
an award as we go down the list, and we'll continue to just rotate around. So, wonderful, Dee Dee, your best brunch of the year goes to my best brunch of the year. We're throwing it all the way back to Easter weekend. My best brunch of the year, Easter brunch in Brentwood. I told you this story in detail oh, yeah. at the time on the brunch breakdown. Yes, I got to brunch a little bit early in Brentwood, so I went to OJ's house. And <laughs> let's go back. Let's remember this was the year of OJ. Basically, yeah. between January and June of this year was nothing but OJ talk throughout the entire country. So I yes. went to OJ's house and then had an amazing brunch at this place called the Tavern in Brentwood. I had this like free range chicken. I think there was a different name for it though. Like I had to Google it. So it was like, I don't know. So I don't know how they treated these chickens. Oh yeah. Like, I think we talked treated... about that. Yeah. The chickens. I remember <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. Something about these chickens. Like they, so I guess they let them run around and I don't know, grease or something. I don't know what they do, but then before they kill them, I have no idea what they do, but whatever it was, the chicken was Do you delicious. mean the country or like literally like grease and oil? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> Either one. I don't know. Either one. I don't know. It was delicious. I don't know what they do. It was I don't, the most I'm cool delicious with chicken I ever had. It had egg on top and like I just amazing stuff. I had a cappuccino there that was super good. Incredible brunch. The tavern in Brentwood. You are the winner of the best brunch of the year. Congrats. Wow. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't both, know. Yeah. That chicken was something. Farmhouse chicken. Something. It had some weird name and I had to Google it, but. It basically just meant, I don't know, the chicken rolled around in bacon before they killed him. I don't know. They read it its last rites before they chopped its head off and served <laughs> it to you. Something like um, that. All right. Good good choices by both of you. Uh, my brunch of the year took place on September 18th, 2016, uh, just outside of Los Angeles, California, at Del Frisco's. <laughs> Didi, you were there. I wasn't prepared to have the best brunch of my life, but I did. That day, where it was the best chicken and waffles I have ever had on my all my years on this planet. It was out of this world. I forget the name of the drink that we had, too. Dee Dee, do you remember? What's that thing called? The, oh, the, uh, the, 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 the morning after? Did you have yes. that? With, that's it, yeah. The morning after with the chicken and waffles. Holy hell. Nothing has surpassed that level since, and I don't count on it doing it anytime soon. September 18th, it was perfect. It was a lovely Sunday. We were out there by the beach. Football was on. It was football and brunch. My first football and brunch experience on the West Coast because they mashed together so nicely. The chicken and waffles at Del Frisco's. Congratulations, you are my winner for the best brunch of the year in 2016. Congrats to all of our winners. Yeah. Congrats to all of our winners. That's, uh, that's round, round one for our, the best brunch of the year. Brunchies. All right. We're one round down, boys. That's beautiful. Giving out some hardware here. That's seriously okay. beautiful. But I now, love how you started that by saying, I didn't expect <laughs> to have the best brunch of my life. It sounded like something like Chris was, Chris was probably on one knee, like proposing to Katie, saying, I never expected that I would meet the love of my life. And you just <laughs> talked about brunch. Probably the way that he talks about his fiance. Probably. <laughs> when, when Dan said that, I wanted to interject and be like, you never think you're going to wake up today and meet the love of your life. <laughs> But that's when amazing happens. That is when amazing happens. You that have to, is. You have to just be open to amazing happening. And it did Expect for Dan. That's a beautiful thing. It just, really was. I, I teared up. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, it wasn't the same day, was it, Chris? When did you propose to Katie? <laughs> I don't think it was the same day. No, it was the same weekend? Day. Oh, no, it was supposed to be that weekend. It was, uh, I proposed. No, it's been a while. October it's been a while. 27th, yeah. 
Oh no okay. no no! Wait, that's not right. No. Don't, that's when don't, I closed don't, on my. That's when I closed on my house. No. Now I'm getting my dates messed don't up. Get don't put me on trouble. the spot don't. here. If we record it, I'm gonna get in trouble. Okay. No, okay. We won't do that. No. no I just no, remember no. us talking about that was a good weekend to do it because. I don't remember. Yeah, whatever. We'll get into it later. Yeah. But uh, because you were gone. Yeah. If it was the same day, that'd be great. All right. Well, let's roll into the next category here, which could be heavily debated, and I look forward to all of your answers. The Brunchy Award for Album of the Year, full album. entire length album. We'll continue to go around the table in, uh, in, in different order here. So, Dee Dee, you're up. I think I know where you're going, but let, let the people know your Album of the Year. My Album of the Year in 2016, and this is an amazing year for music. I think we can all agree on that. Yes. For sure. Amazing year for music. Tons of A-list artists put out great music. A ton of new artists came in and put out great music, too. But my Mm -hmm. favorite album of the year, The Life of Pablo, Kanye West. It's the album that I just kept going back to. And and it's so funny. Like You look at where we were in the mid-year brunchies, and I felt a way about it, and that was why it was my album of the year. But now at the end of the album... Now, at the end of the year, you, you listen to the album again, and you hear all these things where Kanye was literally telling us all of these things that were going on with him. Like, the reason he went to rehab was because he was, he was off of his Lexapro. He says that in a song on the album, right? Wow. News breaks two weeks ago that he actually did pay his cousin $250,000 for a laptop with a sex tape on it. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> all of this stuff that he was talking about on the album actually happened. And, like, you're just like, wow, this is kind of crazy. It makes you think about the album in a different way. And you're like, wow, he actually gave himself to all of us in February and then throughout the year. All of the stuff he was talking about, for better or for worse all mm-hmm. ended up him just telling the truth and it was and it was pretty great and i love the life of pablo it's my it's my album of the year album of the year life of pablo congrats right. to kanye west congrats you to don't kanye. have enough awards it may not be the first award he walks away with here get rid of the blonde hair today <laughs> <laughs> um all right i'll go next and i'm gonna go with i think the same artist i chose at the mid-year i was expecting somebody else to take home album of the year problem is that album has not come out yet and we will get into that towards the end of the episode but to me it still has to go to chance the rapper with coloring book coloring book it's just from start to finish it takes you on this crazy journey and the guy has had an incredible year blowing up uh Didi and i were lucky enough to see him in concert uh also that was wasn't that the night before the brunch it was it was the night before the brunch of the year <laughs> What a weekend. What a weekend it was at the at the Greek theater in LA. Would have never expected to no, I'm just kidding. Um <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh honestly, I that's that's an album I still continue to go to uh and have throughout the year that I can go back to and, and not get sick of any of the songs and it's just it can be it can be like background music, but it really shouldn't be. You know, it's something that uh, you know, I really dig into and listen and listen to and, and can really listen to almost in any environment all the different songs because of where it goes so uh my brunchy of the year for album of the year goes to chance the rapper congratulations for coloring book chris gates your album of the year award who's that yeah. going to yeah coloring book was my mid-year brunchy uh winner for album of the 
album of the six months, I guess. And uh, <laughs> it still is now at the end of the year um, for a lot of the reasons Dan said. But, yeah, it's uh, it's an album that really, as you go through it, makes you feel a lot of different things. And I think it's really impressive how mm-hmm. – uh, the entire album was put together with the song selection and then obviously the writing within the songs. So um, it's, and then to go back to something Didi said, it's the album that I have continued to come back to. New music has come out yeah. and I've enjoyed that for a period of time. And then once I've enjoyed that music, it's almost like the girl that got away. I was left thinking about Chance the Rapper. And yeah, his album Coloring Book. So nice. Uh, yeah. yeah, kept coming back to that album. Still, ha- still am uh, right now. So uh, it would be silly of me uh, to give my brunchy to to somebody other than Chance the Rapper for for Coloring Book. So that is my selection for album of the year. Congratulations, Chance. Con- congratulations. We have a uh, a clean sweep of our mid year awards in this category. I believe that we've all chosen yeah. the same yeah. one, which is. <laughs> Perhaps a bit surprising. There were some other fantastic albums that came out this year. Uh, some other nominees, notable of mention, uh, Beyonce with Lemonade. Yeah. Uh, although it's difficult maybe for uh, us of the yes. uh, male origin to connect to it as much. <laughs> um, still incredible. Yes. Still incredible music. Still to this day. Uh, very, very well done. You know, I was excited for Green Day to come out with an album this year. It was good. Uh, shouts to Panic at the Disco with a very, very good album in Death of a Bachelor. Some really good stuff there. Group Love. Group Love came out with an album this year, guys. If you remember that, I kept typing that for a couple of weeks. Time to be alive. On yeah. the playlist. I guess that, that uh, but missed, not good that enough. Me, I guess. Not good enough to beat Chance the Rapper. So uh, that's who the award goes to. And uh, yeah, some, some well-deserved nominees. And I look forward to this category next year. We're getting yeah. that towards and, the... Uh, and there were a lot of albums that came out this year. Just like, because you have to pick one and it's so hard to pick. You know what I mean? But yeah. for me, it really wasn't hard to pick one. I feel like the same thing for you guys. Like we, you know, those are the albums that we all kept going back to. But mm-hmm. albums that, you know, I really love this year. Mac Miller's The Divine Feminine. I love that album so much. If you haven't heard it, check it out. Um, there's Joyce Manor, Cody. I love that album, too. Uh, Kevin Gates, his album. And uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, Maren Morris, Hero, Rihanna, Anti. I, I love all of those albums so much. Yeah. But, like, it, Life of Pablo was just the one that I just kept going. She kept coming back to. But, yeah. yeah. It's a great year for music. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, you're right. There were a lot of really, really great albums, but I think it was yeah. kind of the cream that rose to the top there of the ones that we mentioned are definitely, I know I had Life of Pablo as, as being up there as well. So. And I love Coloring Book. That's the thing. I love Coloring Book. Yeah. I have, I have a question. So uh, there have been some new releases that have come out at the end of 2016. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can they be eligible in 2017 because they came out in 2016? Like th- this coloring book or life of pablo we have picked them because we keep coming back to them but what if there's an mm-hmm. album that comes out in december of 2016 that we find ourselves continuing to come back to it as 2017 goes on yeah well i'd say what like post thanksgiving yeah that time frame okay eligible for next year okay i think so we'll call it that okay i, I really fair. think so because i just don't question because you don't have time to go back to it that's a really good question because you yeah. don't have time to because we've lived with coloring book we've lived mm-hmm, right. with the life of pablo and all these other albums like we've had time to live with all these things either work out with them or go to school with or you know whatever go to work with these albums we i haven't had time to do that with j cole you yeah. know what i mean i haven't had time right. to do that with that's a the lot album of these i had releases. in mind was j yeah. cole's new album I, i'm thinking yeah. like I, I really enjoy it but i like db said 
I can't, you can't come back to something that just came out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can't. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Run the Jewels just came out. I haven't had time to dive exactly. into that yet, and I've heard fantastic things about it. But, yeah, that, yeah, that could be one that we're revisiting uh, later down the road. So good point there, Chris. Mm-hmm. Those are very, eligible very for point. our awards uh, for next year once we have time to dive in. All right, next category. Let's see who, who we're listed up. Kind of fits right in in the same area. This one is Song of the Year. Uh, a lot of songs dun, out there, boys. Dun, dun, dun. A lot of songs out there that could... Win this award. Uh, I'll go first. We'll go around. This one was very, very, well, it was very difficult, but it also wasn't because there were a couple of songs that, to me, it's songs that, uh, you know, hit me, but also have something about them that keeps them playing over and over and over again, um, whether by my choice or how it hits on mainstream radio. So for me, the song of the year goes to. 21 Pilots for Heathens off the Suicide Squad soundtrack. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Didi is, he's got a lot of things to say. Here's why. Because of where it hits to me, because it's, that's my favorite band on the planet. We didn't have new music from them this year, even though they hit huge this year with uh, the mainstream audience. Okay, the Blurry Face, the album, came out and it, the songs started to hit the radio and they became popular all of a sudden. We talked about this uh, back in June. Then the only song that they really released this year was Heathens off the Suicide Squad. And of course, I loved it immediately. And then it also caught fire with everybody and is still being played on the radio to this day. And there are, again, there were a lot, a lot of songs out there that I considered for this, but uh, because of the connection I have with the artist and because of where it's lifted them and taken them to a new level, um, which I'm super happy for, that's why Heathens has to be my song of the year. Chris, who do you have? Or do you want to debate my choice no, first? I don't no, care. No, I'm not going to debate your choice. No, Dan, Just, you're, you. you can give out your brunchies to whoever you want to. If if I was surprised at all, maybe I'd want to debate it. But I'm not surprised you picked 21 Pilots. <laughs> okay, thank and you. And that's fine. Okay. Yes. They would also, because they would be my, we don't have artist of the year because we have album and song. They would be my artist of the year because of how they've exploded, absolutely exploded off of an album that was released last year and very again very happy for them and heathens was was part of that so shouts to my boys but go ahead chris okay, well, you'll have to if you want to create a new award you're going to have to go through the hollywood press for that so don't, yes, you can't just well do aware. that right now I'm well you have to respect aware. Yeah, the we'll, process okay we'll, we'll, we'll need that in 2017 mid-years yeah i'll <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll have to run it through the lunch bunch <laughs> my uh my song of the year is uh ultralight beam from the life nice. of Pablo. Um, Good choice. It is talking about Chance the Rapper's album coloring book, and it like it made you feel some like every song made you feel a certain way, right? It either took you back to some place or took you forward or made you feel something. I cannot listen to that song and not feel something. And it is it's bit you know how, when did Kanye put out Life of Pablo? February. So it's been wow. almost a full year and yeah. still. When that song starts from for the 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 small journey you go through just in that one song, is is unbelievable. Um, I think it's cool that Chance the Rapper is featured on that song as well. Two guys that had such 
uh, big years when it comes to the music they put out. Uh, that is, that was an easy choice for me was to to do uh, Ultralight Beam. My my runner up, same drugs off a of coloring book. Nice. Yeah, Chains the Rapper. That is another song <sighs> that's just such a good song. Great every time song. I I listen to it, I, I I'm like he's he's taking me all these places and he's talking about like Peter Pan and stuff. Like it's amazing, but, <laughs> but, uh, ultralight beam is the, uh, is the runaway favorite. So that is my song of the year. Brunchy. My God. How good is same drugs though? It's amazing. amazing. Oh gosh. It's been an amazing year for music, man. It is. Yeah. When that's your runner up, that uh, says a lot. I know. I know. Cause it's great. It's been an amazing year for you. Well, song of the year is ultralight beam. Everything Chris said is really what I, it, I could, I can't say anything more than that. Like, that's really what it is. It's my, it was easy for me to pick a song of the year to make a list of other songs. That was the hard part. Like my number one ultralight beam. That's it. That's my, that's my brunchy winner, but runner ups, uh, 1975, the sound. I love that song so much. Dude. Great pick. John great Bellion, pick. John Bellion, eighties films that we talked a lot about on this podcast too. Uh, mm-hmm. Timmy Turner, by designer. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> Timmy song. Turner, Panda. Timmy Turner by designer. What a song! Like, I mean, Controla by Drake. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, we haven't mentioned Drake yet. Drake dropped yeah. an album this year. You know what I mean? That guy. Yeah. He dropped oh, by an the album way. this year. Like he, Kevin Gates, two phones, and really, really. I mean, there's just there's so much good music that came out this year. It's uh, 2016, amazing year for music, and amazing year for big artists to put out music too. So. Ultra Light Beam is my number one song, but there's just I had to say those other songs too because I felt like it's just a disservice to 2016 yeah. just to pick one song. Yeah, man. Yeah. Final song from Meh. Oh, good song. Came out this year. Great song. Um, another one that I considered was it was more it was a, a huge summertime hit was "Don't Let Me Down" by the Chainsmokers and Daya. That song exploded. It did a lot for both of those artists. Did I looked for a at Grammy. This, yeah, I looked at this like Chainsmokers was like on the on the Coachella poster. They're like at the third line. <laughs> yeah, they're the third line from this from April. Yeah. If they played next year, they'd be way up there. They've exploded. Uh, Closer it, with Halsey too has been a great song, and it's still riding momentum. Uh, Chainsmokers have had a great great year, and they continue to put out great music. So you're right, picking one song has been. Super hard. Very, like, impossible. Basically impossible. Yes. Yeah. It really could be any number of the ones that we uh, listed. So, a difficult category. But Heathens is trash, though. That is the one thing about no, it. No, it's Heathens not. Heathens is a terrible Why? song. It's a terrible song. No, it's song. not. I don't know. I like 21 Pilots. I think Heathens is a terrible song. That's, I, it's, it's just, I think it's terrible. Like, I, it's I understand why it hit because 21 Pilots is like, they could put out fart noises right now and it's going to go, it's going to chart <laughs> because yeah. they're 21 Pilots. You know what I mean? It's just, this what happens with, art, with artists. You know what I mean? Like, your favorite, every artist has a period where they're untouchable. Like, Drake could put yeah. out fart noises right now and it's going to go to number one. 21 True. Pilots, that's what Heathens is. It's fart noises and it went to number one. It's not their best song. It's not the, even close to being their best song ever. But it's the only one they came out with this year, and it's a little bit more of their their old school, not you know super poppy type of type of sound. It's you know almost goes back to their Vessel days before Blurry Face, and I, I like that aspect about it. But it is a little made for mainstream in a way uh, as well. So whatever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I also love that movie. We'll get into that a little bit later. Um, that may have played a reason why. Uh, let's see. What's next up is, well, we've talked about this gentleman already. And we're looking at the Kanye moment <laughs> of the year. 
Also, no shortage of moments no. to pick from in this category. Uh, round and round the table we go. Up first on this one, Chris Gates. Which moment gets your brunchy for Kanye moment of the year? Um, I, you know, there's so many to choose from. There's <laughs> yeah. so many. Like, and it's a tough category. The one that I care about the most is going to be the one that gets my brunchy for Kanye moment of the year, and that okay. is just simply releasing the life of Pablo. Uh, I'm not as Fair. interested in like the crazy stuff that happens in Kanye's life. I know that mm-hmm. that's all part of the brand. It all factors into the music, and it keeps us all entertained. But the music is what I'm most interested in, and uh, he really, like Didi said, it came out in February that really kicked off a pretty darn good year in music. That was the first, I think, yep. uh, you know, marquee album that came out. So uh, I'm going to go with probably the less entertaining pick, but I'm going to throw my Kanye brunchy, uh, Kanye moment of the year brunchy out to uh, the life of Pablo and its release. Okay. Can't hate good that. Pick. Fair pick. Can't hate that at all. Uh, I think you, Didi, are going to go in another direction if I know you at all, well, uh, I'm curious as to know what's going to be the moment of the year for you. It's the St. Pablo tour. Like, okay. going to the show, and it was... I hate to say it was the best concert ever, because I hate to say ever on things, but mm-hmm. that's how I felt when I left. I know. I've been to, like, five... I've been to the best concert ever five times, so <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> that's why I just stopped but it. That's how I felt. Like, I mean, it was just... It wasn't a normal show. He had, there was no stage. It was a floating platform that mm-hmm. floated around the floor and everyone was chasing it. I had to go the, I had to go see the show multiple times because I needed to, because I was in the seats and then I was like, I have to go. I have to be on the floor for this. So I went another night and was on the floor and I'm chasing the stage and Kanye's over top of me. And then it's just like, when you're on the floor, there's just you can there's just crazy mosh pit wherever the stage happens to be in whatever corner of the arena that it's in and then there's just dance parties just all over the place like it was the tour of it was the tour of the life it was amazing like and the shows were incredible and i you know happened to i got lucky that i that he went crazy like two nights after i had saw him twice so i got very lucky yeah. <laughs> that it wasn't um one of the shows that got canceled or cut short or whatever so i was very lucky in that regard but the show was amazing and that's my favorite kanye moment because that's just kanye always doing things that like i don't know you don't expect people to do like when you say to someone where like you're gonna perform how you're not gonna have a stage like you're just gonna float around the arena like you're god what yeah and every people were gonna like that yeah and it was, it was amazing all right Good. That. that's, that's a great my one. brunchy for kanye moment the saint pablo tour that's a great one. Yeah, no shortage of moments to pick from. Uh, one that keeps hitting back for me, which I think is going to be the winner, was his his speech at the 2016 VMA Awards <laughs> uh, from one award show to another because they basically what told him, you have like five minutes to do whatever you want. Yeah. And he went out there and poured Kanye heart onto everybody sitting, watching at home. And Kanye being Kanye. And we don't always get that type of... Uh, direct connection with Kanye, no matter what he's talking about, even if he doesn't make any sense, but even if he's hitting home, he hits home with a lot of things that he says. And you just sit there and you're just like, this dude's talking to me right now. This dude's talking to me. And I had those moments during those, those, uh, that VMA speech. Anytime we had him at 
what it was the you know Grammys a couple of years ago, and there's been moments like that that we remember. He had his little moment on Ellen earlier this oh, year, yeah, or he went up. That was a great one. That was a, a nominee for me too, where it was very uncomfortable at first. He's talking about like having more kids, and Kim doesn't want to, but he does, and he's real quiet. And then it just opened up, <laughs> and the, the crowd went silent, and Ellen went silent, and it was just all eyes on Kanye as he went out. Um, and did his thing. So moments like that are what stick to me from this year. Also, a brief one about speaking of the blonde hair that you mentioned, Didi, <laughs> and him just walking into Trump Tower and they just break all news. They stop everything <laughs> that they're doing. Every major uh, news channel, just in the middle of like actual debates on TV with like these panels of people, they stop. We got to go breaking news to Trump Tower, and it's just Kanye just cruising in there with some blonde hair, and it's just like, what the hell is going on right now? And they're little post-meeting presser where he's just like staring down just not saying anything just staring down what are you guys talking about life we've been friends we've been friends for life lifelong friends okay bro well that was interesting so it's been a special year for kanye west and we appreciate him on this show more than any other that's why he gets his own award here the kanye moments of the year nice job gentlemen and congrats to you mr west um and another job job well done all right next category the movie of the year. Um, this one could be interesting. Let's see. Who went first on that one? Chris, you went first. So, Didi, you're up. Your 2016 Brunchy Award for movie of the year. Movie of the year, uh, La La Land. La La Land. It is the movie musical that, like, is it's very old school the way that it's done because it is a movie musical. You don't see that much. But it's shot mm-hmm. in, like, in today. And... I saw it recently. Ryan Gosling, Emma Stone. It's an amazing. It's basically like a love story. It's a love story that just centers around Los Angeles. And, you know, they break out in song and things of that sort. And it's super good. It's going to be the one that wins a ton of awards this year. I think it's going to. Maybe it doesn't. I think it's going to. And it's incredible. And the cool thing about it is um, they shot it right next to my old apartment. So you both have been to my you both have been to my old apartment in Los Angeles. Indeed. Literally shot it across the street and ne- shot a lot of it next door too. There's a jazz club called the Van Beek, literally next door to my apartment. And no kidding. Yeah, and I remember running one day when they put this sign up that said Van the Van Beek, and I was like, wow. I must be doing something big over there. And then I went to see the movie a couple weeks ago, and then there it is, that building. And I was like, huh, that's what they were doing. That's kind of crazy that Ryan Gosling, John Legend, and Emma Stone were outside of my apartment for, like, weeks on end. But anyways, <laughs> so they shot a lot of it in my neighborhood, so which I thought that was pretty cool. But, um, but yeah, La La Land, my favorite movie of the year. I just hadn't felt that way in a movie like this year in that movie just made me feel like, man, I could watch this over and over and over again. And I want to go see it again. Nice. I ha- I've heard of it, but I don't know. I didn't know. It anything just came about out. It. it just came out not too long ago, but yeah, it's amazing. Okay. It's incredible. But now hearing that from you, it makes me want to see it. Yeah. It makes me sound like it must be something that I would enjoy. If you too. like musicals okay. though, that's the thing you gotta, yeah. you gotta like musicals because if you don't I'm like musicals and people breaking out in song and dance, cause it's built like a play, you know what I mean? Like that's what it looks like. Yeah. It's like a musical. So if you don't hey, like I musicals, to go you're see not going Sis- to like it. I wanted to go see Sister Act a musical earlier this year, so I could definitely get down with that. <laughs> True. Um, okay, I'm going to check that one out. Now, I'm not a big movie guy, admittedly so. I don't like paying $10 for a movie that I could pay the same amount to have it forever after that. Um, just don't have the time and patience often with movies. So much so gonna go that when I started going through my time. list. What? I'm going to go with patience. <laughs> 
<laughs> so much so that I thought I, I had to look up because I didn't know what year Whiplash came out, and apparently it's two years old because <laughs> I saw it for the first time this year. Apparently it came out in 2014. And I had a feeling, I'm like, I feel like it's won an award, awards already, so it's probably at least 2015. I was wrong. Now, I did see that this year, so that would be my winner is Whiplash. It was amazing, absolutely amazing. But that's not breaking news to anybody because it's an old movie. <laughs> not even from the past 12 months, 14 months. So I can't give that my award. Um, but thank you for recommending, Chris. I, I did need to see it, and I did see it this year. So with that being said, I haven't seen many movies this year, but the one that I did see that was – amazing from start to finish for me i judge part of the right way that i can judge a good movie is if i never look at my watch to see how much longer until this movie's over because <laughs> the majority of movies i do that um not necessarily because it's bad but it's just like i'm curious to how much plot is left uh the one movie i did not do that to this year was edge of 17 which came out uh just not that long ago a couple months ago with my girl Haley steinfeld super talented the uber talented Haley Steinfeld was amazing in it. Uh, Woody Harrelson was hilariously amazing in it. Um, they compare it to like Juno, where it's like this serious storyline that has a lot of comedy in it too. It's very funny, uh, but the plot is it's so well written. You don't expect where it's going to go, and that was easily. Even though I don't again haven't seen many movies this year, uh, I did dig Suicide Squad, but Edge of Seventeen easily my movie of the year for the 2016. Brunchies. Chris Gates, you're a big movie guy, I feel. You get a lot of the inside scoop on some of the movies for, uh, you know, you're a SAG member, I believe. Um, so tell us what your movie of the year was. Well, I'm, I'm not happy that you, 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 le- you let into this like that, Dan. Not happy Uh-oh. that you just you, you dropped uh, yep. that movie guy tag on me. <laughs> uh, cause I, you're going to be like, what are you going to pick, Mona? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like Dan, did not see many movies at all oh, wow. this year. Um, oh, that's different from you, I feel. Y- it is, and I feel like, like... you picked Brooklyn, you like you were into that movie. Right. You two no, ladies I, were into that movie mid-year. Oh, I normally do get movie. a chance to to see a lot of the better movies that come out from the year, but... Uh, You've had a busy year. I, there's a lot going on, yeah. So <laughs> Movies are long. Movies are long. Much like, and, and this will be to the chagrin of the, the Hollywood press, I'm sure, uh, <laughs> much, much like my um, stance on the election where I, I don't like to vote for the least worst of things, I did not see a movie this year that I feel Whoa. is brunchy wow. worthy, wow. so I am going to cede my vote, and I'm going to, I'm going to not cast a, a, a vote for brunchy of the year for movie of the year. Wow. Wh- what was your mid-year pick? You had to have a mid-year pick. I do not know what my mid-year pick was. But my it's a ba- that's bad. Like if you get to the end of the year and was you're like Brooklyn? there's not one that movie this I saw this year that was that was legit. Was Brooklyn this year? No. No. Dan, stop living in 2014. Those are <laughs> no, all 2014 damn, man. I'm way behind the time. <laughs> uh, Cuz I have a feeling I thought that was your your pick for mid-year, but I guess not. Wow. 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 This is. He just passed. He just, he just Minnesota Vikings in the NFL draft passed. <laughs> stunned the brunch audience. Could you imagine if this happened at the, at the Grammys? If the like, person goes up and opens up the envelope. The Grammy committee has said that all the albums 
just weren't shit this year. Just weren't, <laughs> Have a good night, <laughs> everybody. LO Cool J, yeah. take it away. Oh, they're, yeah, they're, they're like... <laughs> Uh, the Grammy committee didn't have enough time to go through all the albums this year, so therefore no one gets it. <laughs> well, that was Chris Gates this year. Didn't have a lot of time to go through movies, and okay. I've heard quite a few that were very good. Um, there are a few that I want to see from recommendations from friends and family, but I haven't gotten a chance to see them. So it would be wrong of me to wow. give out such a prized award like the Brunchy to something that I don't feel that's passionate true. about. No, no, that's that's a great point. We appreciate you. Uh, Giving the award in its highest, having uh, its its highest regard for the award, because to just give it out willy nilly, too willy or nilly, would be very inappropriate. You so got you got you got to value the regular season, and uh, there's not That's much right. that stuck out to me this year. So okay, wow. okay. Well, well, if you want a good movie to go see, La La Land is it. Just letting you know. I might have to check that out. Yeah. I think you I also, enjoy Edge I, of Seventeen. So, so, like, I want to see Edge of Seventeen. I haven't seen it. I want to see it. You though. should. No, I really, really. It's great. See it. It's great. One that's next on my list is Sully. I heard Sully was really good, and I, I want to see oh, okay. that movie. It was but on a lot of top ten lists. Yeah. Yeah. Sully was one of those movies list. that I was like, all right, I'm going to wait until this thing comes out, and then I'll go see it. Because I just felt like I don't. Because you didn't want to see it before it came out? I, I didn't. Well, no, 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 no. I meant like <laughs> I didn't want to go see it at the movie theaters. That's what I meant. Yeah, on DVD. Okay. I wanted to see it, yeah, like when it, come, when it gets released. Uh, I didn't want to see it on, in the movie theaters. I was like, I feel like I needed to. I'm not going to do the private screening for this one, guys. I'm going to wait and see this with the people. I want to see this with the people. <laughs> the people. I put my pants oh. on one leg at a time, just like everybody else. Just like everybody else. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Uh, next quarter category sliding down uh, from the big screen to the small screen. Best TV show of the year. Uh, I'm up first. In this category, and it wasn't honestly even close <laughs> by far and away for me. And I have a feeling one of you gentlemen may have the same guarantee pick. it. But the best TV show of the year was The People versus OJ Simpson on FX, that series which we broke down into detail. No, no question. Uh, along the way, by far and away, the uh, best TV show. Of the year, I will give a um, a, a notable runner-up that's kind of sneaky good that I don't think a lot of people know about. It's called Better Things, which is also on FX, which was mm. a fall uh, fall series with uh, Pam Alden, who's kind of known for. I mean, she's known for. She's been on played uh, was a voice on King of the Hill. She's been on Louis C.K. series uh, series Louis. Um, but uh, her and Louis C.K. co-wrote this series, so it kind of has that same type of humor to it. Um, but the story of uh, you know, kind of her as a single mom with three daughters, and the the cast, the whole the cast is very, very, uh, very great in it. And I uh, I would encourage people to check that one out too. Called Better Things. The first season just wrapped up, just got uh, signed for a second season too. But kind of sneaky good that I don't think a ton of people know about. So check out Better Things. But easily, The People versus O.J. Simpson. Uh, Chris, do you have anything different? That that you're talking about the because there were a number of OJ productions this year. You're talking <laughs> I'm doing about the, F, yeah the FX series. Yes, the yes. That's the one for me. That's hard to argue. Um, it was the year of OJ, and that was the first of a few. And it's been a long time for me. Um, like I plan my days around sporting events, you know, regularly, because uh, there's a lot of teams I follow. On it's been rig. a long time since I've planned my day around a, a TV show. Mm-hmm. And 
this is one that that did it for me. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like I don't need to go into too much detail because we talked about it for hours <laughs> yeah. and hours <laughs> the first half of the year. But no, no doubt about it, that is my pick as well. Mm-hmm. Well, my pick Didi. is the OJ 30 for 30. The okay. OJ made in America. That is my that was my favorite. That was my favorite. I love the people versus OJ Simpson. Let's not get it twisted. I love the people versus OJ Simpson. There are other shows I like, like Atlanta on FX. I do like the show Better Things and This Is Us, but the OJ documentary was so good and so like chilling at times and enlightening at times and gruesome at times. Like literally that episode where the where one of the prosecutors are 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 like going through the way that oj killed them if he did do it and he's going through the way and he's talking about like he had to have stabbed this him in the knife he had to have done this and then he just kind of did this one just because like it was just a power move and the way that he's breaking it down i think it was an episode Mm -hmm. four and i think it was in the fourth or the fifth episode and he's talking about and i was like this is like the most chilling thing I've ever watched in my life. Yeah. Listening to someone break that down. And then the fifth episode, just watching how OJ just completely went off the rails and the, all the surveillance footage of the hotel in Vegas where he went to steal his stuff back and how that whole thing happened and you know why he's in jail right now. And I just loved everything about that entire series and all the commercials mm-hmm. and just like how Los Angeles was at the time and what OJ was doing at the time and Nicole and her family and everything about it was just so great. And I just, I, that documentary, like I almost put that as movie of the year because that's how much yeah, I loved it. I love that OJ. Could doc. go either way. Yeah. It was so good. But yeah, OJ made in America. That was my, the, that was my favorite TV show of, of the year was that five part series another one that i forgot to mention that i want to mention real quick which was actually my true runner up was one that came out in december of 2015 so kind of also eligible like we talked about where it was still because they all aired at once because it was a netflix series making a murderer unbelievable that was one where i like kind of like you said chris where i don't usually schedule my life around tv shows and even though that one was more of like watch when you want to watch i would make sure i found time to watch making a murderer on netflix and that was just – that one was like spine-tingling. Um, that one became very, very popular again more of uh, December last year when that came out. So also eligible for the award, but uh, still going to OJ. All right, sliding down to the next category. This one, getting back into sports, will be team of the year. Now also a lot of very good candidates for team of the year. We continue to go around the table. We'll start with Chris Gates. Who was your winner for the 2016 Brunchy Four Team of the Year? Uh, There's no change uh, from the mid-year Brunchies because the Pittsburgh Penguins are still Stanley Cup champions. Um, So I am very much riding that out in 2016 and into 2017. Mm -hmm. Simple pick for me, Pittsburgh Penguins, Stanley Cup champions. Uh, It still feels great. (laughs) It still feels good. still feels good all these months later. now, Didi, I believe you picked. I believe you picked the Cavs mid-year. Yes. I want to say the Cleveland Cavaliers. Has that changed for your year-end brunchy award? It has, and here's who it's changed to: the Cubs. Uh-huh. It changed to the Cubs, and it, it just there was this moment at a restaurant this year, right? And this is like a super emotional thing, right? Like I'm at this restaurant, 
and this other table and this guy come, he, this guy sees another dude that's like the table next to ours with a Cubs hat on. He has a Cubs t-shirt on. It's after the Cubs. It's like right after the Cubs had won. Maybe it's the next night. Maybe two nights after. Okay. They had won. They had won the World Series. Dude goes up to the table and he goes, "Get yeah, Cubbies. And he's like, yeah, Cubbies. And he's like, are you from Chicago? He's like, yeah. he's like, he's like, my dad just died like six months ago or whatever. And he was a huge diehard Cubs fan. But da 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 And he's, when we're hearing this conversation at the table. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh, man, that's like. And then I just thought about like, if real the Browns unreal. ever like go to the playoffs like that's how i'm gonna feel you know oh what i mean <laughs> like <laughs> and i'm literally just like uh. listening to this guy talk and like it just affected me like i'm like eating my food and i'm like i can't stop thinking about this moment and i'm like that's how people feel about the cubs it was that long like people lived entire lifetimes and didn't see the cubs win anything you know what i mean so it's just mm-hmm. that kind of moment and it's like i'm not a cubs fan myself but Game seven of that Cubs of that of that Cubs series was amazing. The Cubs almost blew it and then got it back. And just the way I listened to it on the radio and all that, it was just I don't know. The Cubs, that's it. They're the team of the year for me. The curse is gone, and just the way it made people feel around the country, I just thought that was that was cool. I mean, that's a long time for people for you not to win anything. So shouts to the it Cubs, is. team of the year. It is, and it's a hard one to argue, and I have them listed here, but I just can't give them the damn award. Yeah, the Cubs can go to hell. <laughs> yes, because the Cubs can go to hell. They were the best team in baseball. They should have won. The Cavs were the second best team in basketball. They had a very good chance, and I don't want to say should have won, but they should have been in the finals at least. However, the Pittsburgh Penguins were out of the playoffs not that long before the playoffs began. They weren't supposed to win. They weren't expected to win. They fired their coach in the middle of the year. Um, the Cavs did too, but like they really needed to. They just they were just getting bored. <laughs> they won the whole damn thing. It was anyways in dramatic fashion with a rookie goaltender who barely had a few starts before the playoffs even started. It was just also a, a phenomenal story because that's a team that wasn't supposed to win. Yes, we have personal ties to it, but the Pittsburgh Penguins also win my team of the year. Also, shouts out to Team USA. A very good nominee as well for team of the year because USA all the way, Gordon Bombay. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how right. you were going to throw shade. I have no idea how, how you're going to throw shade at the Cavs. Like, I have no clue how like or, how or why. You just had to throw shade at the Cavs. That's I ha- yeah, they, That's they so have the stupid. second best team in the in the league. They're the second best team in the league. They're supposed to make the finals. So stupid, like stuff like this happens in the NHL all the time. Like I love the Penguins. Don't get it twisted. I'm just saying, stuff like this happens in the NHL all the time. They fire their coach. Hell, it happened the last time the Penguins won the cup. The yes, same it did. Shit <laughs> like this stuff happens. They weren't supposed to win though. The Cavs were supposed to be there. Oh God, Didi. And it's not like the Penguins are counted out every year. They're not. Like Didi, that's you, why the NHL. You, you have to know that Dan has like lists filed away for him of ways that he can throw shade at everything in the state of Ohio. So it's that's not true. gonna be tough for Dan sorry, to do it. It doesn't true. surprise me in the least that he did. Absolutely. Thank you, Chris. It's just Thank you. funny, like it's your true. shade was I mean, they're I the second best team in the league. Like, they you want me to dig to in, I will dig into the file. Yeah. Where you wanna go? They weren't Youngstown? down three one. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> You want to go pe- Youngstown Penguins? Huh? We'll 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 go. Little Jim Trestle, little Bo Pelini. We'll throw some shade. Against the Bo team Pelini. with the best record, in the, with the best record ever. No, 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 no. They were doing anything. No. We'll save that argument Terrible. for another day. Terrible. All right. Uh, congratulations to 
those teams. Uh, uh, next one, also in the sports sports world, sports um, <laughs> athlete of the year. Also, a number of very very good candidates here. Uh, I think I'm up first in this one. Am I not? Me, Didi. You, Didi. Me. Didi, it's you. Yep. All right, let's go with you. Let's go to you. Who is your? I think I know who you're going with. You do. So who's your athlete of the year? You think you do? Dan thinks he knows Didi. Yeah. The, the theme of Brunch 2016 is Dan thinks he knows you. Yeah, he's like so you wrong. You think you on know, but you have no idea, Dan. Yeah. I've been right on everything so far that I said I know what you're going to pick. <laughs> well, athlete of the year, you say. Wait, no. wait. Before you say it. Before you say it. it. Did you say? I already it? said it. <laughs> you did. I already said it. You say. Oh, I didn't hear you. Go ahead. I wrote it down. Oh my God! Stop. Is that who you just said? You say Bolt. Yeah, I know you way too well. That's why I knew you were going. You say Bolt, athlete of the year. We, the best sprinter of all time, the best Olympian of all time. We've seen. Oh my he gosh! Is, he's done this year. Fastest man for the last. Sorry, I'm eight throwing my years. microphone all over the place. You say Bolt. We're never going to see another one like him. They don't make six foot five sprinters. They don't. We're never going to see another one again, guys. Ever. No one's ever going to run a nine five again. No one's ever going to have the flair of Bolt. No one's ever going to do anything that he did. Swept the sprints. Done. Usain Bolt, athlete of the year, athlete of my lifetime, athlete of just ever. Usain Bolt. Okay. He's my runner up. But the athlete of the year goes to actually the greatest Olympian of all time, which is Michael Phelps. Stop. 28 medals. Stop. 23 golds. Stop. Doing it in a number of different ways swim by himself with the hood on, on the team. Swim, this stroke, swim with shorts that stroke. On. He won the backstroke with like a funny hat on. He won the. Yeah. Yeah. Like those are, those are all his medals. Do. Like all his medals come from. Yeah. This is this is Michael Phelps. Like it's the, the arm tied behind your back, breaststroke. Like it's the. That's that's why he's so good. He can win in any of those different stupid. ways instead of just forward. So dumb. It's so dumb. Forward straight yeah, running. It's like, wow. So it's like my, what event is Michael Phelps in? Wait, hold on. Wait. Oh, so you have to eat a meal, fifteen minutes before and then swim. Okay, that's what he just won. There are hey, literally hey, four hey, strokes hey, in swimming. Recommend- I don't know why this is so difficult. There's not like twenty five. There's four strokes. Listen. They don't recommend eating before you get in the pool. Okay, so that is a champion. That's true. That's Cramp City right there. I would Cramp go City, to bitch. the Cramp, Cramp City, bitch. I would get Apollos from the from the snack bar, and my parents would make me wait a full half hour before I got in the pool. That's the rule. Yeah, that's the rule. So half don't, hour. don't you can be don't, cramping. Don't judge him. Okay. Thank you, thank you, Larry. Thank you, Chris. Oh, so he gets. Uh, but my runner-ups, uh, not only uh, Usain Bolt, but also speaking of the goat, Kobe Bryant. Athlete, of, a runner-up for athlete of the year as well. Chris Gates, your athlete of the year goes to. Oh, I thought you were going to say it because apparently you know me and Didi. <laughs> I do, but I actually don't know where you're going to go in this one. I'll continue to do this like <laughs> write things down thing because I did nail that one. You guys all, you, you all of those picks, even the honorable mentions, are fantastic options for choosing uh, an athlete of the year. I'm going to go a different route. Because I'm going to pick somebody that I feel like should have been on some of these Athlete of the Year lists and didn't get added to it. And uh, it's a homer pick, but I'm going James Conner. Pit running back James Conner. Nice. Okay. Um, You know, to to stare uh, opponents down in, in, uh, in the sprints in the Olympics, whether you be track and field or swimming, is 
um, impressive. And to come away with all those medals that those guys did is great. But uh, it's a little bit different when you stare down cancer and uh, you're able to beat that and then come in and have – I think I – I think I named well. I named him from for one of our awards <clears throat> yes. in uh, the mid year brunchies, and that was obviously before we saw him do what he did this year, which was, I mean, incredible. He had a fantastic year uh, and was a, a was a main reason why Pitt had a few big wins and had a good year. So it's a homer pick, but um, I'm going to give him the credit where I think it's due uh, because I don't think he there was a sportsman of the year list that had like like 20 people on it and he wasn't part of it and i was like you know this kid <laughs> deserves a lot more credit for uh, everything that he's been through so that that is my athlete of the year james connor running back yeah okay I, excellent pick. i love that pick like i i love that pick so much just because like the the cool thing about james connor and this might make me sound like a dick or something like that was that like Okay, we hear these stories, not all the time, but you hear these stories about players having to overcome cancer or they overcome some disease or something like that, and they get back on the field, but, like, it, the story is still that they overcame cancer. I forgot that James Conner over, overcame cancer until, like, you're watching him and then you realize, like, wait, hold on, he, wait, he just broke a 45-yard touchdown run. Wait, he had cancer a year ago or less than yeah. a year ago. You know what I mean? Like, he ran for over 1,000 yards this year. Yeah. Like James Conner was unbelievable <laughs> in the football field this year, and he had cancer eight months ago. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, to me, that was that was unbelievable to just not only see him, you know, to not only see him overcome cancer, but to see him get back on the field and be just as good as he was before. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that is, to me, you know, and seeing him at spring drills and, all, and stuff like that, like, that was all to adds to the James Conner story. And, like, what you were saying, like, about the sportsman in the year list, he wasn't on it. Like, about, you know, I felt like he should have – I felt like he should have been invited to the Heisman ceremony for, like, all the reasons. Because if we're talking about college mm-hmm. football and this is about – if they, all the things they say when they, you know, announce what the Heisman means and all that shit, I'm like, well, I mean, I don't know how he doesn't get invited. We all knew who the hell was going to win the Heisman anyways. I, you yeah. know what I mean? Like – I have no idea how he doesn't get the invite to New York. So I, I feel you. Yeah, Athlete of the Year, I love I loved that pick, man. And when his, his signature moment in Cle- – I mean, he helped knock off number two Clemson, and he did it by, like – talk about, like, forgetting that he had cancer. Nobody was thinking about the fact James Conner had cancer when he was, like, stiff-arming defenders no. on his way into the end zone. That's what it was I mean. unbelievable. Yeah. You forgot all about it, and you're like, this is just an amazing running back. And yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it was Crazy. like that first touchdown or, the first, like, the first game we scored that touchdown. Like, that was, like, chills. That moment was incredible. Like, that was yeah. so cool. But after that, it was just, like, James Conner was James Conner again. And, like, yeah. cancer was, like, you know, it's a big story. It's an unbelievable story. But it was just so cool to just be like, wow, like, holy crap. This dude is an unbelievable human being. Maybe he's Superman. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, that yeah. shit was in- but it's insane, like, what he did this year. Absolutely. Great pick. Great pick on that and deserves much yeah. more claim that he has. And, 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 and it's another pick where I get to stay out of the argument that seems to be going on between Dan and Didi with most of their picks. <laughs> that's true. There's that's a lot true. of controversy so going on between you two. Let's keep it going. <laughs> I know. That's why I love the brunchies because there's always hot debates on all of these, on most of these, we should say. Uh, there may be one here. Uh, this one is we the take... Michael Phelps of music. So. Oh, wow. The most overrated. Hey, to Dan, <laughs> that makes it great. <laughs> I mean, yeah, to me, that's that's a compliment. So thank you. I appreciate you uh, respecting that that, that both that Take way. It how you will. 
I'm really wondering if Heathens is going to come up as Didi's answer in this next category. (laughs) Oh, it better freaking not. Because the next category is most annoying thing about 2016. (sighs) No. A lot of people putting a lot of hate on 2016 for a lot of personal reasons, a lot of not so personal reasons. And to me, the thing that's going to be most memorable in an annoying sense of 2016 is the obvious one is like the celebrity death toll that has taken place this year. Celebrities die every year, but this year the number is rather large and the names are rather famous as well. So like it's still like we're, we're winding down hours here as we're recording this, like keep checking the news wire to see who's going to go before (laughs) midnight on the 31st. You never want to know what's going to happen. Happy new year to everybody, by the way. But, um, Hopefully a better 2017 for all of those celebrities. Take care of yourselves. But to me, that's going to be – that's been the most annoying thing is waking up going, come on, man. Leave <laughs> us some. So that's the it's, that's the uh, Brunchy Award. Congratulations, um, Undertaker, for the most annoying <laughs> thing about 2016. Chris, where do you go on that? My, my most annoying thing from 2016 is just people saying how much 2016 sucked. Like, I knew someone was going there. I knew someone was going there. Come on, man. Like, I understand a lot of things happened this year that people weren't too happy about. Dan mentioned the celebrity deaths. I think the election was not the brightest spot for a lot mm-hmm. of people. But, like, you know, your your life is a lot more than all that type of stuff. So I hope— Dude, I had this argument with somebody the other day, and they were like, oh, but this celebrity and this in the in the election and this. I was like, how is that affecting you, though? You're waking up alive every day. That's a pretty good thing to be alive and still— Doing what you're doing yeah. until yeah. it affects you directly. I don't know how much the year actually sucked, you know, in your circle. Just, just worry about worry about yourself a little bit well, sometimes, and, people. And that's what it is. I think people focus too much on like other things and other people and what's going on outside of what. Yeah, you have. I don't watch the news yourself. And uh, like personally, I had a fantastic 2016, and so it well, was, isn't about you. It was. <laughs> it, was it was real. It was real annoying when that people kept saying comes how later, much it sucked <laughs> because I think a lot of people probably had really good years. They're just not uh, open to looking at it that way or admitting it. So the most annoying thing is people saying that 2016 sucked. Yes. That is – I mean, that's that's amazing. And I, I could have went there. And honestly, I was going to go there. But since you did, I'll, 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 I'll go a different place. But okay. the most annoying thing about 2016 for me are people <laughs> – Hating on millennials, all right? That is the oh, most annoying one. thing in the world for me is people hating on millennials. Like, I, it, it's so funny to me, like, listening to older people just completely rip millennials because of stupid things like, oh, we, fa- we, we say that we have mental health issues. I'm like, is that a... Yeah, excuse us for having it, a sense of awareness ex- on some of these things that you guys just like. Yeah, I'm like, excuse uh, us you for not stupid wa- ass boomers. Yeah, it's like excuse us for not wanting to like kill ourselves when we're fifty. Like, excuse me for that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's having compassion is an awful thing for a millennial. Like, respecting women is an awful thing for <laughs> right. like, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. What is this? You know what I mean? Like, having it, it's mad because we're better. It's unbelievable to me the stuff that people say. Like when they're like, oh my god, millennials are terrible. Them and their technology. And I'm like, and you're the one out there like posting fake news on your Facebook feed. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> yeah. but no, like millennials are the worst people in the world. Like that is the most annoying thing in the world is people. That was the most annoying thing for me in 2016. I hope 
it stops in 2017 or just a bunch of baby boomers die because millennial like just hating millennials is just something that is just so stupid because it makes no sense we're making the world better <laughs> like yeah. we're making it better yeah. for so many different ways and it's like people and there's some things that yeah i'm like yes this is way too pc but to be honest like yeah some things do need to change yes our language has changed like yes we don't use a lot of the different like um homophobic slurs that we used to use back when we were in like middle school or whatever no we don't use that anymore mm -hmm. that stuff's cleaned up they're not going to use that yeah you're going to lose your job if you do that that is not millennials being soft that's us trying to you know be inclusive and better right like, so people hating on millennials that's the most annoying thing for me in 2016. there was a i had a hockey game the other night and uh, there was a fight <clears throat> and one of the guys involved in the fight used like a homophobic slur and when i heard it i was like mm, you know yeah i'm glad we're moving past this type of stuff clearly there are some people that haven't but like that's not something i don't care if you're in a fight like that that's just not something you should say no you shouldn't right. just because we've done it in the past doesn't mean that we could, should continue doing it no good point yeah. good point. very good point it is good. weird whatever you hear someone say it it's like are you, mm. do you live in this generation? Like, are you here now? It's <laughs> yeah, weird. It's, like, it's so weird. Like, uh. it, it's so weird. You know, it's like listening to, like, I don't know if you guys have listened to an Eminem album. Like, well, listen Ooh, to an Eminem man. album. It yeah. is a different world now. Holy <gasps> hell. Could you imagine? It is a different world for sure. <laughs> and we're talking like this is 2000, 2001, 2002. Like, this is not that long ago. And yeah. like, mm -hmm. the world is so Oh, different now. Like Eminem couldn't. I mean, there, there's no way somebody could put out an album like that. They wouldn't even let it be released. Like, you know what I mean? In in this age, in like, but when we were in high school, you know, late middle school, stuff like that. Like, that's you know, you've got these these Eminem records that I can't. It's it's hard. You're just listening to him. You're like, this is. I can't believe this is being said. But yeah, like it is wild when you hear them. But yeah, people hate millennials. Get out of here. Most annoying. Yeah, that's good picks. Good picks Very all around picks, on a guys. lot of a lot of annoying uh, things from from 2016. And uh, speaking of that, our next category hits a little home to that is the celebrity will miss the most uh, that we lost in 2016 as being uh, like the thing that I mentioned as a part of the annoying thing of the year. Um, Chris, I believe your first as to the celebrity that that you will miss the most that we lost in 2016. Yeah. Uh, Not quite an award, but just a uh, an in-memoriam, if you will. Yeah, that's fair. Um, being a big sports fan, I was really bummed and uh, will definitely miss Arnold Palmer. That was a, that was yeah. a big blow to the sports world, man. Um, and being a Western PA guy, it hits home a little bit more, but uh, that, that was a... That was a bummer, not to say any of the others weren't a bummer. And before we recorded, I was going through a list of just like all the, the headshots of people, of famous celebrities that passed away. And mm -hmm. I mean, there there were a lot and a lot that like even growing up, you saw on TV and movies and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, as a sports fan, Ar Arnold Palmer was one of the, the tougher pills to swallow. Okay. Yeah. Didi, who do you have? For me, Craig Sager, man. Huge NBA mm -hmm. fan, you know, TNT on NBA is just not... It's never going to be the same. Those suits and not even that. It's just he was so good at being a sideline reporter. There are so many sideline reporters on games and you hate all of them. Why yeah. is it that Craig Sager has been doing this forever? And I don't think anyone's ever said they hate Craig Sager. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, 
I can't stand sideline reporters. And Craig Sager is unbelievable at doing his job and just listening to what the players said and, you know, the former players had said about, you know, just you knew if you, you knew if Craig Sager was interviewing at the end of the game, you knew you had a hell of a game. You know, if they were asking you to go mm-hmm. meet with Craig and hearing that was cool, but just missing that, like, that's just a part of the NBA that's just like now gone. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's so weird because that's, that's somebody who I, you know, and I know he's been sick for a while and this day has kind of been coming for Craig Sager a little bit, but like, it's just so crazy that like this guy, he was at the NBA finals after doing cancer treatments, you know, and then this year he's, he's, uh, he's gone and that, that sucks. And I think, and I'm definitely, you watch TNT and you wait for Craig Sager to come up and you know, it's like, damn, he's not going to come up. So for me, Mm -hmm. that's, that's the one I'm going to miss the most Craig Sager. Good picks. Good picks. Um, I struggled with this one a bit because I wanted it to be somebody that, you know, it, it makes sense where it's like miss the most because you feel like they're, you know, you see you see them often, and that kind of got taken away from us, uh, you know, somewhat you know unexpectedly. And I guess you know one that uh, maybe we didn't see all that often, but had a, a a big enough impact on music was Prince. Yeah. And so for me, even though you know Prince wasn't necessarily putting out albums every other year, he still had a huge impact on music and was still iconic and you still saw him and it just kind of came out of nowhere earlier this year uh when we got we got news about prince you know kind of could fall in the same line with david bowie too i mean the guy put out an album which was is up for album of the year david bowie there too so the impact that both of those guys had on the, the music industry and again even though it wasn't necessarily somebody that you'd see all the time um and that there's there's moments like you said with Didi with turning on TNT and then all of a sudden Craig Sager's not there. That's that's something that that can hit home often in in uh, really almost every day during a during a basketball game. But with those two guys with Prince, David Bowie as well, there is guys that had huge impacts on music decades ago and, and in, into the current decade. Even the styles and what they were able to do was just. Uh, something that'll never be uh, replicated. So those are guys that we'll definitely miss that we lost in uh, 2016. Um, all right, let's move on to a very interesting category, try to keep things positive again. And I'm not sure if this is the category to do it. <laughs> it is our Chris. Chris, do you want to announce the category? That I know this is one that hits home to you. Well, yeah, I would love to announce it because, uh, you know, it's a it's a award that we sponsor, uh, that we present. On behalf of Time Magazine, and I know that they're very grateful we do so. Yes. Uh, so this is the Time Person of the Year presented to you and sponsored by your boys at the Brunch Breakdown. That's right. That's right. Uh, who's up first here? I'm starting to lose track already. <laughs> I believe Didi is. I believe, yeah, Didi is up first because I just finished the last round. Didi, your Time Person of the Year sponsored and brought to you by the Brunch Breakdown. Person of the Year for me is uh, a guy who... It made a lot of people mad this year. Uh, Colin Kaepernick is my person of the year. Wow. Put his livelihood on the line, man. Put his livelihood on the line for a great reason and a great cause and did something and did a protest in a way by kneeling for the national anthem that does not make people feel comfortable, does not make people feel uneasy, but protests are not easy. Making change is not easy. Making change does not make everybody happy. That's not how you do things. And with the 2016 that we've had and police shootings and things of that sort that we saw all over social media this year, because you can't think 2016 without thinking of some of the 
horrific videos that we saw this year. And mm -hmm. Colin Kaepernick decided to say, we need change in this country, and I am protesting. And I think he brought out more positive conversation. And yes, you look at social media and you can be like, no, everybody hates each other. But social media is just one little bit of the freaking world and a bunch of Twitter eggs and a bunch of fake accounts and all of that other stuff that people act like this is real. But a lot of great conversation. We had a lot of great conversation on the brunch breakdown because of what mm -hmm. Colin Kaepernick did. And I and I myself like absolutely love what he did this year. And I think he brought a lot to the conversation and in the country that I think is going to keep, keep on going. So my person of the year is Colin Kaepernick. Interesting pick. Good pick. Uh, he is a garbage of a football player though. We have noticed that however, weird how his yeah, career I was was say, flipped upside down, right? I was well. say he, he's terrible. He put, he's terrible. He put his livelihood on the line by doing that. And then he also put his livelihood on the line by trying to play quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Like, everything for what he did off the field, yes, the you're right. The 49ers but, sucked, but whoa. he wasn't the reason they were losing those games at the end. He's he actually bad. was playing not. He wasn't <laughs> playing bad. bad. I actually watched All the right. 49ers games because I get them. Like, I'm stuck. Dude, this was a terrible year. This is completely off topic. But this was an absolutely terrible year for me. I am getting the Sunday ticket next year because I can't watch yeah. the Rams. Like I can't West. watch the Chargers. <laughs> I can't watch the 49ers. And those are the games that I freaking get. Like, yeah, those are what I did. Didi's going to get Sunday tickets so you can watch the Browns. It's going to be a lot better. Dude. Yeah, that'll I, work out dude, for you. I, <laughs> dude, I have to watch something else. Like, it was so annoying this year. Like, because I didn't realize how annoying the, the Rams were going to be to my life. Because before, no Rams, I got all the games that I wanted. I just got all the, I got the main game. With the Rams, no, 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 buddy. No, no, you get the Rams. It's all local you now. the 49ers, <laughs> you get the Chargers. Or the Raiders were good, but I didn't get the Raiders games because the other two teams down here. So, uh, good God. But, yeah. But Colin didn't play as bad as you think he did because the You record. are full of horse I'm, shit. Dude, I'm telling you. <laughs> I am telling you, dude. Colin wasn't playing awful. You're just so used to seeing bad football. You're like, eh, that's not that bad. When it's really bad compared to the rest of the league. That's, that's actually that's not wrong. a different conversation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my uh, Time Person of the Year presented to you and sponsored by The Brunch Breakdown. Uh, Time, Time Magazine themselves did pick uh, President-elect Donald Trump. I think it's a pretty easy, obvious choice. Uh, I'm not going to go there because of that very reason because obviously the guy had a huge impact on the year, so Trump could be a good one. Uh, a nominee that I had was uh, current President Barack Obama because he basically just sat back in his final year, put his feet back up on the desk, and watched the world melt down in front of him and go, I didn't do too bad, you know, after we're looking what's taking place right now. Do you want to change the law? Um, so he's a, a good nominee there on his way out the door. Uh, another one, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Fantastic for, year for him. Uh, writer, creator of Hamilton. How that has set every record that there is known to man. <laughs> he put out the Hamilton mixtape, which is fantastic. Yeah. He hosted SNL, which was really well done. Uh, a super uh, creative and talented guy. Could be my time person of the year. However, this might be a sneaky pick. I'm going with OJ Simpson for time person of the year because he had an incredible year, his best year in quite some time. So I'm giving it to the juice, giving it to OJ. How do you like that? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Got a little applause Can't there. Chris it. doesn't look as amused. I don't know why. You took my pick. 
Oh, that's two for OJ. So OJ is the brunch breakdown person of the year. Wow. That's it. That's it. That's why you get that salty face. It's the year of OJ. It was the year of the juice. Wow. It was. That's all he's got to say. <laughs> yeah, I'm pissed off. Was. Let's move on. <laughs> Should we do that in the future from now on? The three of us come with, you know, we come up with nominees and then we vote on the air and see who wins that way. That could be very controversial. But that was it right there. Like, that's how it that was, was done. That was how it yeah. was done. So. Wow. Okay. OJ, brunch breakdown person of the year. I can't hate on that pick. I can't hate on it. That's, that's, that's it for me. And Colin Chris, Kaepernick so. and OJ Simpson, persons of the year. You can't get that anywhere else, folks. At Brunch Breakdown. <laughs> can't. Can't. <laughs> Only on the Brunch Breakdown and our future sisters, the Lunch Bunch. Um, all right. <laughs> still trying to get Next category down right. here is favorite viral video or meme or challenge, etc. of the year. Uh, I'm up first on this one. Boy, also lots of choices here. Lots of choices. Um, in fact, I wrote them down, and I don't think I picked because it's a tough one. Um, I guess I'm going to go with more of an obvious choice. I have I have four nominees here, but I'm going to go with the Mannequin Challenge uh, just because it's maybe a little bit more recent and because of how well it took off with uh, Ray Schremer and Black Beatles, the song that goes with it. I think one moment that really hit for me was how big this thing got was when Paul McCartney did it. <laughs> I think that was just like, that's it. This thing yeah. is huge. One of the Beatles is doing a mannequin <laughs> challenge, the Black Beatles. It's amazing. Uh, there were some really bad versions of it, like the uh, Dallas Cowboys ownership, Jerry Jones, and on his plane, and they're like literally shaking these old <laughs> people so old. on a plane. Uh, when the actually the Dallas Cowboys team themselves did one of the better ones, where it's like dudes hanging in overhead compartments on planes and stuff. Some really, really awesome ones. Uh, I got a couple of nominees, but I don't want to spoil any of your guys in case you pick it, but I'm going to go with the mannequin challenge. That's a good one. Chris, who do, you ha- who do you give your award to about your favorite meme viral moment of the year? Well, uh, Deer Squad holds a, oh. uh, a, yeah. a soft spot in my heart. That's a nominee. But I am going with the bottle flip kid. Wow. Yes. Because like, people are nice. still trying to do that. Uh-huh. And that, that has had yeah, a LeBron. lot of longevity. And Something about the actual moment, man, when you have just an entire auditorium of kids erupt over a bottle flip. And, like, the way he approached the table and just kind of, like, slowly walked up there. Oh, it would, everything about it was hilarious and amazing at the same time. Bottle flip is my viral moment of the year. You know, and, Chris, that was mine. Bottle flip. Because I'm so sorry. <laughs> bottle flip. Because that auditorium, the way yeah, right that they flip you. out was just the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. And then (laughs) doing that with people in a conference room at work was hilarious and everyone loses their minds. It's just, it is the most, it's the most silly thing to do, but when it happens, all hell breaks Mm -hmm. loose. The bottle (laughs) flip is incredible. Incredible. I saw a video with a, like with like a two year old girl doing it. Um, on Facebook the other day, and I was like, this is the coolest video I've ever seen. <laughs> so the bottle flip has definitely stood the test of time. Shouts to the nice. bottle flip challenge. Bottle, bottle flip, definitely a good one. Chris, yeah, you mentioned the uh, deer squad. Everybody yeah, eats man. one that hits home yes. for us here personally. I know you brought that to the table for us, so we appreciate that one. Definitely uh, one. Uh, another one for me was the Phelps face. 
Ooh, which is also my athlete ooh, of the year, the yeah. Phelps face. How good. that went very, very viral, and a lot of memes created because yeah. of that one. That was good, uh, and also one. Uh, I might save it for a most memorable moment because it became a meme, but it was really a moment that surrounded it. So I'll, I'll save it yeah. for that one. But uh, there are a couple of good ones Read there. Juju on that beat is a great one. Like I imagine yeah. that won't be happening much in 2017, but <laughs> Juju on that beat was is, is a great one. It's so much fun. The Running Man challenge, seeing you know, seeing like the college teams do that stuff, and you know, just people doing the Running Man in random places. Like that was funny for a while. These viral moments, man. I don't know what they'll think of next, you know. But it was, but these, right. but these were so much fun just to watch. Like this is just fun, silly stuff, and. You know, and I, and I absolutely love it. And and shout out to um, I think his name's Kelvin, the Everybody Eats the Deer Squad dude. He's doing like a lot of good. Have you guys? Do you guys follow him on Twitter? No. Okay. Well, nah. he's doing like a lot of good. He's turned that Everybody Eats thing into like a foundation and fed a bunch of like single parent families for Thanksgiving. Whoa, that's awesome. Yeah, like he raised wow. a bunch, raised a bunch of money through it, and it's like the Everybody. Eat, I think it's the Everybody Eats Foundation. Everybody eats something. That's what it's called. And like. A lot of people donated money and he was, you know, and there he had like video up on like I think the day after Thanksgiving of him like giving turkeys to all these different families in like the area that he lives in. And I was like, that is like super cool. So he's turned yeah. this, this funny deer thing into, you know, good for people. So um shouts to him as well. Shouts yeah. to him. Good win there. Good win there. All right. Uh, a couple quick other things to do to kind of wrap up the year of 2016 and looking ahead to 2017 before we uh, uh, close the door <clears throat> on the Brunchy Awards. Uh, the most memorable moments of 2016, whether this be uh, something in, in the news, uh, entertainment, it could be sports-related, or it could be personal in nature as well. Um, gentlemen, we'll go around the table. Chris, you'll start us off. What were your most memorable moments of 2016? Yeah, I have a few, and I'll, I'll do I'll do them real quick. Um, me- personal memorable moments: uh, I got engaged, yeah. and I, I what you did? Wow! Didn't you know? Did, What's her name? I never no. told you. Hey, congrats, bro! <laughs> her name is Fiance What's his name? Katie. Oh, I, that's yeah, right, Fiance. I can't believe we never talked about this. And I bought a house, so those are two wow. memorable moments uh, in 2016. Um, I'm sure one of Dan's memorable moments will be uh, driving around looking at houses with me. I'm sure <laughs> that's that, true. Yeah, that'll that's be a on great his moment. list. What, what, what um, a day. And being what on our own version of House Hunters. Um, that's right. <laughs> and uh, sports-wise, I uh, got to go down to Clemson and witness uh, a big upset victory down there. That was fun. Um, and then news-wise, you know, I, everybody has a different opinion on it, but I tell you what, in our memories, we're going to look back on this election decades from now and call it a memorable moment whether you like it or not so uh those are some that that stuck out for me yeah mm-hmm. Good i'm picks. with you on that news it's the election it's you know it's it's the election this whole election process whole election cycle donald trump becoming president it's something we are going to talk about for the rest of our lives whether we like yeah. it or not like that's just you know our kids are going to be coming home and talking about uh, do you remember this in 2016 I'm going to be like, mm-hmm. sit down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like that's, you know, that's something we're always going to remember. Um, sports, Kobe's 60, the final game, being yeah, where dude. it was, you know, with Dan Sly in down, like inches away from the Staples Center in a completely crowded bar just hugging strangers every time Kobe mm-hmm. scores. Literally. He gets up to like 40, and I feel like there was just so much hugging happening. 
and he scored 20 points after that. When he scored 60, <laughs> I felt I I'm pretty sure I cried. Pretty sure I cried. So that yep. was an amazing moment too. And then just um personally, just like watching and this is gonna sound sappy, but like watching my friends grow, you know? Like it's been cool to watch my friends grow. You know what I mean? Like you two have grown so yeah. much this year. Chris is getting married. Dan's business is popping off. Like so many of my friends having kids and all these other, you know, and all these other things and growing in their jobs. And personally, like with the stuff that I'm doing at work is great. And it's just like just watching people grow. And it's, you know, it's cool. It's like, wow, like we're like all in our 30s or close to our 30s and stuff like that. And you're just like, man, you know, we're growing. It's great stuff. Chris, you're close. You're, don't, Chris, don't you're make 30. it very clear you're that close. I'm not 30 you're, yet. Yeah, you're, 30, you're very Chris. close. Shut up. But it, Didi, you're it very. sounds like it took us all about 30 years to finally start rounding into somewhat of adulthood. Like we're becoming people, yeah. I think. Yeah, it's it's, we're it's interesting. It's like I feel like the thing is like, eh, you know, I feel like we're all the same. You know, I feel like at least the people that I'm closest to, I feel like it's the same. But it just kind of got to a point where it's like, all right, man. Whew. I just I, I I can't be drinking like real liquor every night. Like <laughs> I think it just yeah. I think it that I think really that's what it came down to. Like you're you know it's like you know because do you really because do you really think like like I don't know like Mario Lemieux doesn't want to play hockey anymore like in the NHL he just can't. Yeah. You know what I right. mean? Like I'm right. I know that Kobe Bryant wants to be out there for an NBA team. He just he can't. You know yeah. like right. it's some you just got to start doing other things. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I feel like that's what happened, you know. And it's like, you know, we just we just got to start doing other stuff. It's not that I can't, you we know, hit that wall. We got to go another direction. Know? Like Michael Jordan practices with the with the Bobcats sometimes. He can't go play a game. Like and it's just like me. <laughs> like I'll go out, you know. I'll go out with like you know some of my younger friends at work and stuff like that, and that's cool. I have so much fun. But like I can't, you know, I can't do that every night. You know what I mean? So. You know, we, you got to start. You got to start going in other things. We got to get an ownership. You know, that's what we got to. Yeah, we got to start broadcasting. It's ownership of life. We can't just play just life own, anymore. We got to own it. It's just ownership of our own lives. Yeah. We got to take ownership. <laughs> wow, that's that's one that we're gonna have that's to remember. I have to write that you one know, down. That's what we did. <laughs> All right. Um, I do have a couple of uh, similar ones I'll go through quickly. Obviously, the, the election was one that's most memorable. It's gonna go in the history books. Like, there's gonna be a chapter on. Uh, uh, Gore and Bush. That's in history books now, and I think the next chapter is going to be this one. And lucky us, we got. Well, to you can't skip over those, Obama. Something. No, no, no. <laughs> you definitely can't. No. But in terms of controversy, in terms of controversy, that is definitely historical. <laughs> but the controversy that surrounds it was like Amazing. nothing else. Uh, unbelievable. Um, Chris also mentioned uh, Pitt beating Clemson, and that we were. Uh, I was also lucky enough to be there to, to witness that. Uh, an incredible upset. Something I'll. I'll never forget in my life. Also, Kobe dropping 60, being so close to the Staples Center and hugging strangers and just an amazing, amazing night being there for that as well. Definitely some big moments. Um, also, personally, also sports-related, when the Pittsburgh Penguins won the Stanley Cup again this year, uh, Chris, you and I were together, and I remember that final goal, and then we ran the streets of the South Side lifting fake Stanley Cups <laughs> on the street that night was uh was amazing and never more jealous to not be at home i was so mad be, i yeah. wasn't home like that week of things was terrible like for me being out here like i watched it all on tv and through people's pictures like because yeah. it was the penguins one and then the Cavs one like in the same week right i think it was yeah. close it was that close it was yeah close like that yeah they were within like yeah. 10 days or something yeah so uh also we had our first coachella this year which was an amazing experience of a lifetime uh 
and I'll get into that in, t- in the 2017 stuff. So uh, also the meme that I was talking about that was also a moment from this year, maybe not so personally. We got introduced the, the world got introduced to Ken Bone, oh, the red sweater Ken Bone. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy! What a guy! Right? Can't forget old Kenny. He made an impact rise this year. The historic rise and fall of Ken Bone. Of Ken Bone, very quickly. Can't wait for that DVD. That's the next. Yeah, that one's coming out soon. All right, Uh, we're down to our last couple things here as we're running up on time. I guess we'll kind of, kind of, we can kind of mash these together. Is uh, what we're looking forward to in 2017? If we've got any predictions uh, for the upcoming year and any personal New Year's resolutions that we have, Uh, Didi, you're up first on this last round of things, uh, looking into the future. Uh, What do you, what do you have for us in? Looking forward to predictions and any real resolutions you've got. 2017 predictions, celebrities will die. So be ready for that. Celebrities are going to die in 2017, guys. So That's just true. throwing it one. out there. They, they will die. Um, I have a prediction that the rapper Ugly God will become the hottest rapper of 2017. I, if you oh, don't know wrong. Ugly God, get on the train now. Get on the train now. He's going to be the hottest rapper of 2017. Get on the train. It's going to crash. So <laughs> Get on the train. It's the hottest rapper Just 2017. Beware, buckle up. And uh, I have this random prediction is that Donald Trump, who's president-elect now, but in a few weeks, he's going to be the president of the United States. He will have mm-hmm. a Twitter account. He's going to have a Twitter account, but we won't know that it's him. That's the thing. I think he's going to have one, and it's going to be an anonymous account. It's going to be like Steve Tarbash from Illinois, <laughs> but he's <laughs> going to have a Twitter account. I truly believe this, and we're going to find out about this in like 15 years that he was tweeting from this random account because he can't, he, he can't, he can't not tweet because he's not going to be able to do what he's doing now whenever he's the president. The president doesn't even have internet on his phone. He's not going to be able to do it. So like he's going to do it some way, and I think it's how it's going to do. He's going to have some fake account. Someone's going to be tweeting for him, or he's going to be doing it somehow in a fake way. But that's, that's my prediction. Donald Trump is not going to stop tweeting He's just going to tweet from some random account. No one's going to know who it is. Okay. Probably have five followers. And years later, we're going to find out that was him. Steve Tarbash. And, uh, Steve Tarbash. <laughs> if Tarbash. this wasn't going to be titled Brunchies 2016, I would say would that we be. should call it Steve Tarbash. <laughs> I'll make sure I say it in the next episode. Um, <laughs> and then resolutions. I have a resolution for the world. Stop being so dramatic, please. Can we stop? Can we stop being so dramatic? Nice. Like, that's it. That's just, just stop being so dramatic. That's, that's really all I want. Stop being so dramatic. Don't believe everything you read. And just, you know, like, and another thing is just treat people how you want to be treated, man. Like, that's it. Age old adage. You know what I mean? Like, it's so easy to do that. Like, here's the thing. If you want to be racist, go be racist in your corner with your racist friends. Like, you don't have to be mean to anybody else. If you want to be racist, you don't like Asian people, you don't like black people, you don't like whomever, that's fine. Don't like them live your life you don't have to bug people you know what i mean if you don't if that's what you want to do don't just just be that do that you know what i mean like if you don't like this person leave them the hell alone you know what i mean you don't have to Mm -hmm. you know scream at that person you don't have to make noise you don't have to do any of that stuff like just leave people the hell alone (laughs) in 2017 because i feel like 2016 there was way too much fighting amongst people who didn't even want to have a conversation and in 2017 we need to have more conversations and if you don't want to have one cool like just stay the hell over there <laughs> and that's yeah. it and we're good all right nice good. good stuff good good wrap up there for for you from uh from dd all right i'll give a couple of my things quickly here as well uh looking forward to in 2017 
Still waiting on those uh, Beck and Heim albums uh, <laughs> that were supposed to come out in 2016. I'll tell you, I did mention in my predictions from the mid-year that Beck was going to win album of the year. It was supposed to come out in October, then November, and now we have no idea. <laughs> my prediction is it will win album of the year <laughs> next year, okay, <laughs> whenever it comes out. But still waiting on it, still waiting on Heim. I don't know what's going on. Guys, Echo Smith, when's that new music coming out? Come on, give it to me. Give it to me. Grimes? Shouts to Grimes. Um, that should have been my person of the year. Well, I don't know why I didn't say Grimes. Shouts to Grimes? I didn't need to give a reason. Um, what else do I have here? Uh, also, new music. I think we're getting my prediction and sort of looking forward to, nothing confirmed, but I think we're getting new music from Taylor Swift in 2017. Um, oh, joy. It's, she's due. She's due on the rotation. 1989 uh, came out in 2014. So we'll be three years separated from that. So I think we're going to start to get, I think it's going to be a couple months into it still, but I think we're going to get new T-Swift in uh, 2017. I look forward to that. Um, Looking forward to Coachella in 2017. As always, looking forward to going back to that, a trip of a lifetime. Um, I'm doing a lot of traveling in 2017. I'm very much looking forward to that, including a Warped Tour Rewind at sea cruise uh, in October, which is going to be absolutely Wait, out of this world, that? and I, I'm actually going. <laughs> I'm actually going. So, uh, yeah, it's like an old school Warp Tour rewind with like Good Charlotte, Bowling for Soup, a bunch of bands like that. The true pop punk era of music, and it's going to be crazy. A couple days uh, on a cruise. So, those are some things I'm looking forward to in 2017. Uh, yes, I predict Beck will win Album of the Year, and um, kind of a New Year's resolution, I guess. I'll lump a couple things together. Um, play more music, write more music, discover more music, continue to push uh, my boundaries with that. And even though I've uh, ent- entered the uh, era of the 30s, as you both are, uh, are aware, and Chris, you're not far behind, I don't want to let myself live in that lane because of a number, because of my age. Just keep. Keep being me. Just keep being me. Keep being awesome. Uh, my girl, Lindsay, from uh, Lead Singer of Paris, tweeted something out the other day that kind of hit it hard where it's, she said, don't ever let someone who isn't down with your vibe make you feel like your vibe is wrong. I'm going to keep vibing my vibe. Um, we're going to keep rocking the brunch breakdown. It's going to keep getting better. And I predict the lunch bunch We'll start in 2017. And I look forward to meeting those ladies and uh, creating the empire. So there you go. Chris, wrap things up for us. Put a nice little bow on it. What do you have? Uh, Looking forward to getting married in 2017. I think that'll be a a decent day. Bachelor Um, party. Looking forward to the bachelor party for sure. That's going to be a great recap episode. We're not going to be able to say it. <laughs> it's just going to be silent. It's going to be like, oh, dude, you remember? Yeah. How'd it go? Great. Cool. <laughs> you remember? Yeah. Remember this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um, so those are going to be good. And, um, you know, I, as far as New, New Year's resolutions go, um, I actually said this in an interview recently. When they said they asked me, you know, what are your short-term goals and what are your long-term goals? Uh, I said they're both the same, and it's just to wake up every day happy. There he is. That's so that's the, that's the right resolution there. for 2017, just like it was for 16 and 15 and 14. And every year, if you're waking up every day happy, that means that uh, you're in the right lane, as Dan would like 
to say. So. Yeah, and waking up alive is a good enough reason to True. be happy sometimes. So just waking up. Let's be up. honest, right? Don't let things that don't, uh, that don't have direct effect on your life affect you on a day-to-day basis. It's not worth it. Life's too short. Go out there and live, people, damn it, and eat more brunch, <laughs> a resolution for yes. all of us. That was a fantastic finish. That was beautiful. That's what she said. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up the 2016 Brunchy Awards. We've gone through all the categories. Uh, Send us your feedback on any of these categories. Uh, Hit us up on all the social medias, and you can find out what those are by listening to Chris Cates give you all that info. Yeah, um, all the social medias that we are on are Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, You can find us at Brunch Breakdown. Also, you should subscribe to the podcast. Find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Um, search for our podcast and hit subscribe. Uh, and your your co-hosts, as always, are at SteelCityDan22, at DDIsBoard, and at Chris underscore Gates. Thank you, uh, Lonely Brunchers, for a wonder- wonderful 2016. And uh, looking forward to doing more uh, brunch in the new year. Can't wait. Guys, this might have been my favorite episode of the year. I think we're, co- we're coming up on a one-year anniversary of the Brunch Breakdown, I think. Sounds right. It's, we're pretty close. damn close. I think it's January, February. We'll look into that, so we'll celebrate that. But uh, a wonderful six, tw- 2016 with you gentlemen. Uh, we wish everybody a uh, happy new year and a best of 2017. Of course, next time we'll have a reservation for three, and we'll see you in at the table.